Well, and it's this possibility. Again, it's that emotion of possibility. It doesn't have to be a super joyful, blissful emotion. It's just kind of just the other side of neutral. And when you were describing earlier about noticing your emotion and sort of encouraging the emotions that you want to feel, one of the things that I've noticed is that sometimes when we're wanting to manifest something, we think that the emotion is going to be like the sweeping soundtrack of a movie. And sometimes it's just, you know, like it's not, it's, it's not the sweeping soundtrack. It's just like, it's that little, you know, earworm that plays in the back of your head. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Curiously Wise, Practical Spirituality in Action. And today I have someone who has become a friend. I, the first time I was interviewed by her, I barely knew her. And I got very nervous the first time I interviewed her and she coached me through it. That's how awesome a coach she is. And we've gotten to be kind of friends because we keep showing up in the same places all the time. So today I have Candy Motzik with me and she is, first of all, she's just awesome. I love hanging out with her. But Candy is a podcast host. Her podcast is She Coaches Coaches, which I love because it tells you exactly what she does. She's a business coach for life coaches. She helps smart people start successful coaching businesses and believes that coaching transforms lives and that being a coach is a calling. She helps her clients get unstuck and feel more confidence and clarity so they can play bigger, sign clients, and create more meaningful success. Candy is a recovering corporate executive and engineer who combines practical strategy and mindset in her calming, unique approach. Candy, welcome back to Curiously Wise. Lauren, thank you so much for having me back. I just love having these conversations with you. And we kind of get lucky because we get to record it too, right? That's right. <laughs> just yeah. Just having a conversation. This is we great. Would, we would do this anyway. <laughs> and now we get to share it. <laughs> So, okay, we've talked a little bit ahead of time about what we might want to talk about. And we found something that really brings together something that I've been really focused on just in the last month or two. And, and this is this idea of, I have this beautiful spiritual life and many of us do, but I forget that I need to put it in action, that I need to bring it into the world in an active way. And as business owners or entrepreneurs of all sorts and healers like me. I'm an entrepreneur, though I never thought I would be one. This is something that's really important. And I think it's even more important because as we are moving through these turbulent times, spirituality, the, the, the energy of that is super important to helping us transform into an easier place to live, quite frankly, filled with love if we can do that. But it takes action to do that. So Candy has been talking about similar kinds of things. And so, Candy, you were talking about this idea of and. Yeah. And, and yeah. so tell us a little bit about your take on it. That's where I'm coming from. Yeah. And, you know, so this concept of and has been circling for a while. And I think that so often people who are deepening their spirituality, spiritual entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, we do this work because we're called to doing this work. We love this work. And it's the end is sort of like the maturation of that. Because now just instead of being in that zone of 
feeling whole and feeling fulfilled, like you said, now we bring it into the outer world. And that means, and that word and, and that means that we get to be abundant. We get to have businesses that really put our mission out into the world, really make an impact with the people that we help, and we get to make money doing so. I have a a deeply seated belief that extreme consumerism and extreme corporate greed is one of the biggest downfalls of our society. And so many of the people that I come in contact with, they feel that as well. And, you know, and that's often that spark for them to do that spiritual journey is it's like, it's like I've been so much in the outside world and now I need some of that inside world. And so the concept of and is just what you described with your new, you know, your new sort of approach is that, yes, we need the spiritual and we need to make it happen in the outside world. And so for me, how it shows up is in my tagline is I'm a business plus soul coach because it's only going to be satisfying if you have the soul. So in the practical sense, how I see this showing up is that we have business coaches, and I teach this stuff as well, that we need an offer. We need to be able to go out and offer to people that we want to work with how we can help them. We need to create content so that they know that we can help them. We need to generate leads so that we're growing our circle. And then we need to invite them to come and work with us. So that's the, you know, the business training. And then we have the and And we can make it so much easier when we approach it from a place of possibility, from a place of setting a goal, but setting a goal and holding it lightly and allowing the universe and allowing spirit to bring it to us. My history is that I'm like a workaholic, nose to the grindstone kind of person. And so this has been a really interesting transition that to learn how to be to set a an easy goal and then you actually make it farther because you're doing everything with so much less effort and so much less grind and you attract so many more people to you because they just everybody wants that everybody wants to feel that feeling of like it's possible for me right so yeah yeah Yeah, so Talk to me a little bit about what you mean by holding a goal lightly. Yeah, so I use the word unattached, and then I combine it with this feeling of like holding it lightly. And the, you know, the mental picture that I would have or the metaphor is that you hold it with an open hand, and so that it can come and come to your hand instead of you trying to scrabble, 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 trying to find it. And sometimes when we do that and we allow that feeling of unattached, lightly inviting, it just shows up. So Mm -hmm. do you mind if I share a perfect example with you? I absolutely do not mind. (laughs) Okay. I have this game that I play in my head. It's always in my head where I do possibility work. So I just came back from spending a month in Mexico with my husband. And I was doing this balance of being the digital nomad and holidaying. 
And so I was working two days a week, really just doing exclusively client work and not really much else. And I thought at the beginning of this month, I thought, wouldn't it be so much fun if I could create two clients this month? Now, I had no idea how I would do that. I knew I wasn't going to be doing official business development. I wasn't going to be doing all this stuff, all that nose to the grindstone stuff that I might imagine I need. Mm -hmm. But I kept thinking, it's so much fun. It's so cool. I wonder if that's possible. And I thought, well, maybe it's possible. And so I held it lightly. So every morning I'd wake up and I wouldn't make a job out of it, but I would just be like, that would be so much fun mm -hmm. to create two clients this month. Well, that was the month of February. And somebody showed up out of the blue on February, I believe it was February 10th. And then my second new client showed up around the 25th of the month. And I had no idea where they were coming from, mm -hmm. but they just showed up. So, right? Like, how did that, that happen? Yeah. How does that happen, right? That's, that's yeah. Well, that's in, in my parlance, in spiritual you know, world parlance, that is manifesting because, but it's doing it in the, in the right way because you were thinking about the emotion of it. Mm -hmm. You know, you weren't, yes. you weren't saying it's got to come this way. It's got to be these kinds of people. It's got to, you weren't putting any limitations on it. Just how cool would that feel? Right. To have two clients come out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yes, definitely manifestation. But then I have to kind of talk myself into it. And so that's where the journaling comes in. And so I do a lot of journaling and I'll have these discussions with my head saying things like, well, there's no way. I don't know how I'm going to create that. And then I have to remind myself, it's okay. You don't have to know. You won't actually know until the person has shown. Right. right? Like yeah. you can never actually know the detail until it's right. happened. Yeah. And so once you kind of unhook from that, that's that holding it lightly that allows the manifestation to come around. So it really is about allowing it, not making it, not forcing it. Is that what you would say? It's allowing it. It's, but it's like you have to create the space for it first. It's, it's that place where you have to have the desire mm -hmm. and then the intention. And then you allow, and then now, now you've got that little space mm -hmm. ready for it. And then the allowing comes okay. in. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's, that feels right to me. It's, I'm not sure I always break it down into steps the way, because I'm not a linear thinker. <laughs> I, mean, I do a lot of things intuitive and somebody goes, well, how'd you do that? I, said, I don't know. <laughs> I can't even backtrack it for you. Sorry. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about journaling because that's mm -hmm. something that I'm a big fan of. I don't do it as often now as I used to. Boy, when my, my teens and 20s, when my life was tumultuous, I journaled like crazy hours a day sometimes. But now I try to check in a couple times a week with, with myself, with my guides, you know, whatever it's, it feels like. So when you journal, do you start with like a problem that you're trying to work through or... Do you just let flow whatever flows out of you or some of each or? 
I have different styles that I do. And so oftentimes I'll start with a powerful question, something like, what's worrying me today? Mm-hmm. And even though I might start the day feeling like everything's fine and I don't have anything worrying me, just asking the question, I kind of like skim off that mm-hmm. crud that is playing in the background. So I, I'll often just sort of get that out of my head. And then the next thing that I'll do is I'll look a little bit deeper at any of those things and question them. You know, like that, those words or those worries might be playing in my head, but do, do I really believe them or are they just something that's on auto replay? And so I'll find one of that list of things and I'll be like, well, is that really true? Or does that, you know, do I really know if that's just words, you know, do I even really believe that? And so often in doing that, I just, I realized that there's things that have been holding me back that I didn't even, I didn't even take into account. And then I'll, then from there, I'll often do possibility journaling. It's possible for me to, then whatever, whatever the goal is, it's possible for me to create two clients this month. And then I look for the, why is it possible? How can I prove it to myself so that I'm kind of like fanning that flame mm-hmm. of the emotion of possibility? Yeah. Nice. The emotion, that's something I have to, to coach my own clients about quite a bit is that it's when you're, when you're trying to imagine a better future or you're trying to imagine a different outcome, you have to focus on not on how it's going to happen, not on all of the the details about it. Mike Dooley calls it the dreaded house. You know, how is this going to happen? But really focus on how you want to feel in the moment when that occurs. Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to feel joyful or are you going to feel upset? Well, you don't want to manifest something that's upset. You don't want to bring something to you that's going to upset you. So bringing that emotion is a, is a superpower in terms of, of cranking things up, you know, it powers things up, especially the higher, you know, the higher vibration, the more fun emotions. I would say. So the possibility work, I want to, I want to go back to that for a minute because that's, that's really fascinating to me. With your clients, do you find that they resist that or is, do they find it fun? And how do you teach them to do that? Like when you're not there to say, well, what are the possibilities? So the answer is they find it both. They find it really fun and then their brain does what brains do. Their brain doesn't want to do that work because it upsets the apple cart of how they're living their life, right? It doesn't really want to question. Our brains get quite embedded in the wanting life to be dangerous and not take that risk. So they do both. They love the idea. And then I'll say, okay, go and do that for, you know, every day until we speak again next week. I usually talk to my clients weekly and they'll come back and I'll say, so how did it? And they'll say, I did it once. And so they get that, the both. So what was the other part of the question? How do you teach them to then make it a a habit? So I encourage them to find an easy goal, something that they can actually believe that doesn't create a lot of resistance. So for me, creating two clients in the month of February seemed like an easy goal. I can do that. Then practice the, it's possible for me to create that goal. and then asking my brain to prove it to me. How is it possible? What evidence have I already seen? 
because I can tell I it doesn't actually serve my clients for me to tell them the evidence. Mm-hmm. It's when they believe it that it matters. So if I say something like, well, I got a really great email from somebody or I sent an email out to my email list and a whole bunch of people opened it and responded or, you know, whoever, who knows, or I had a really great coaching session with one of my clients. So I look for, I encourage them to find their way. What makes it possible? Prove it to yourself. Mm -hmm. And then they can find that. So then they start to fan their own flame. And that's, you know, like as you're talking about emotion being such an important part, that's the thing. That's how they fan their own emotion is because they're actually creating their own neural pathways, right? To find Mm -hmm. that. Then I would encourage them to find the place of resistance because we love to kind of like close the door on that. Like, oh no, I'm fine. I'm not resisting. But if they actually acknowledge that they're just kind of not sure, or maybe they have some self-doubt, and then just to see a little bit of that resistance and to reassure themselves, to comfort themselves that, you know what, yes, this might be hard, but I can do this. Mm -hmm. So that's the possibility part of it. There's another thing, and I don't know if you notice this when you're doing emotion work, is that when I come into that feeling of possibility, that's when I hear the random inspiration. I'm be like, I should reach out to so-and-so. I haven't talked to them in a couple of months. Or, oh, I was going to do this. And I call that your inspired to-do list. So mm-hmm. I encourage them to like make a little note on the side of their page. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing to do. You know, so that gives them what to do next in addition to their regular day-to-day practical to-do list. Yeah. It's, I love that, that you are, you're coaching them to recruit their brain to support this possibility. Because to me, that's like saying to somebody who's telling you, you can't do that. You can't do that. Well, okay. Help me brainstorm some ways I could do that. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Right. Instead of this resistance, it's like, come help me with this. Yeah. Yeah. And your brain might say, well, it can't be done. It can't be done. Wait a minute. What could be done? Right. Yeah. There's one of my favorite questions. I wonder what they did. You know. Right. Yeah. Getting curious about it. And I, what if is one of my favorite questions, which is about possibility. As a writer, that's where everything starts. Well, what if Mm. I had a character who was like this and they lived in this? And what if this happened? What if, you know, it's just like a ton of what ifs. And I I just wanted to share an experience I had early in my writing career with Julia Cameron wrote a book called The Artist's Way. And when I was starting out, it was like new and everybody was talking about it. We were all working the program together. And one of the things that she had you do was to one of the exercises, I think it was week four, was what if you could do something you really wanted to do and it didn't matter if you could afford it, if you had the education or the experience, if you understood, you know, understood the process. What if none of that mattered? What would you do? And I, doing that in about 30 minutes, had sort of daydreamed my first book that got published. Wow. And it was in a, it was a historical romance I had not I didn't want to do the research. I didn't, I was afraid of all of that. I was resisting it, but it's what I love to read. 
And in mm. 30 minutes, I had the basics in place for the first book that became an award-winning book and got published. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> but it would all started with that. What if there were no obstacles? You know, yeah. what, what would you dream if there were no obstacles? I love that. It's, it's that's, the an, entire, really that's an entire podcast. Don't you think you could almost do a series of episodes on the what if? Yeah. You know, yeah. wow. I love that. And I remember that book. I have that book somewhere, too. Yeah, I have it right over there on my bookshelf. <laughs> it's not on this bookcase. It's on the inside bookcase. But uh -huh. I've forgotten about that. And you know what? I probably still have the journal where I wrote that those answers, Ooh. too. That would I wonder be... what I said. It was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I published my first book in 2001. So it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's one of those memorable moments. It opened a whole lot of doors for me because I was able to get over the resistance and recruit my brain to help me dream of the possibilities. Right. And, yeah. So. Oh, that's so cool. Have you done that exercise again? I haven't done it formally, but I do it pretty regularly in smaller ways. That was a, like a life changing, you know. No but, kidding. But I do, I, I do try to, especially when I recognize the resistance to something, like I'll, I'll get, you know, in meditation, I get a lot of those sort of inspirations, right? And I always make yeah. sure I write them down. And then my brain goes, but you don't know how to do that, or but that would be so much work, or you don't have time for that, or blah, 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 you know? And that's where I'll go, but go, well, what if I did have everything I need to do that? What if I knew exactly what I needed to do? Or what if I, you know, I met somebody that could help me do that? Or what if, you know, it's just, I start what ifing it. And usually I very quickly figure out, oh, I can do that. It's not that hard. And then I start writing down sort of the notes of, of you know, how that could happen. This mm -hmm. is bringing it more into the human side. How can that happen? Right. And then that's how, I mean, I, you know, I've created courses and I, I, this morning, this morning, I was mulling over something you and I learned in class yesterday <laughs> because we're in this coaching class together. And I was thinking, well, how could I do a day with Lauren, you know, offer? What would I do with that? Yeah. And I did not do what we were talking about in class. And I'm not even going to say what that is. But I, what I did is I designed because I was just like, what if I were going to do that? What would I do? Well, I could I could have it in a day and I could do this and these sort of sessions. And what would I do in those? I have the outline for a one day retreat with Lauren. Oh, perfect. And it's and it's a group retreat even. It's, you know, it's like up to 10 people. So nice. and and it was probably I got most of that in and in, in meditation, but then I spent about 15 minutes writing it down. I always I have my computer next to me. I I journal on my computer because I can type mm. like and so I have the full outline and it's already in my to-do projects list. <laughs> so you really got my brain thinking, boy, I tell you. Yes, that's so interesting. And that whole thing about what if there's like it's it is part of the possibility work. But I think that that's a place that I could layer that in and make it even more powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not about the getting it, the result faster. It's about like being more aligned and being and that somehow there's this place where it almost becomes effortless yeah i'm not against hard work but there's something about that 
It just kind of arrives. It arrives. And I think what it does is it opens the way for you to set on the path of, of creating that. Yeah. So if you're yeah. over here and you're always resisting everything, you can't even approach the path where you could do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so totally. for me with the book, it focused where I was going to go. I spent almost a year researching, but I found friends who were also doing the same kind of research. And my best friend and I weren't friends at the time. I mean, we knew each other. We went to Scotland together to do research because she was working on one too. And I mean, all of these, you know, synchronicities and opportunities yeah. began to show up the minute I said yes. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, that's great. I've learned so much from you. That's great. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's nice when we get to learn from each other, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. I'm yeah, gonna, I can see your, I can see your brain working. <laughs> yeah, it's just going. Yeah. <laughs> I have the it's little gerbil my, in there that runs around. Favorite, yeah, it's one of my favorite examples to bring up is that that's one exercise in that book changed the whole trajectory of my of my life because I became a published author because of it. And you think about like that was, you know, that the sort of infinite effect of that. She wrote that, you it showed up, you decided to do it, you followed through, and then what you created, like you said, is a it changed the trajectory of your life. And the book and books that you've written have changed the life of countless people. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think really, there's a law I, of that. There's yeah. like the law of infinite return or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's like ripples in a pond, you know, it just yeah. keeps, keeps going. And it's, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see how all of that falls together. And I, I do, I like looking back to see how all of that happened. And I mean, my best friend is still my best friend. I was on, you know, a Zoom with her this morning. You know? it's so and it's been, fun. it's been over 20 years, but you know. And I have to just say something here. You say that you're not a linear thinker, but then you actually do know how like if you look back and you do that oh this is how i created this mm -hmm. so you might not call it step one step two step three but you actually see that path that got you there yeah and i but think that's also, really important yeah it is it's also that i was just because i'm so freaking intuitive when things showed up i just accepted it and moved on you know and and just kept and things kept showing up and things kept showing up. And every time they showed up, I got happier. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's coming next? You know? Exactly. <laughs> Ooh, this is fun. Right? <laughs> this is cool. This is long. It was a lot of work. I, you know, I had to learn how to, to write a book. I had to do all that research I was so afraid of. But it was joyful work. It was because mm -hmm. I was excited about the project and I was and I and I was in alignment with what I really was meant to do in that moment. So Exactly. And yeah. that's exactly the, you know, sort of how I describe this, like how to become a fully booked coach. It's this, it's sure it's a different result than writing a book that impacts all those lives and is published and is a bestseller, but it's the feeling through the path, right? Like how do you do it in a way that is, Ooh, what's the next? Oh, that's so cool. I never knew that person was thinking about that. Right. Like, right. right. How yeah. to do it with full enjoyment. Yeah. And, and that's where also you have to stay aware of resistance because it will come in 
because mm-hmm. that's just the way our brains work. It's like, oh, that's like going too fast. No, you got to slow that down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You really want to do that? Yes, I do. <laughs> you know? But and, and that, those are places where I start journaling again is when I get to the, that where I feel stumped about something and I will dig in. Why am I feeling this way? What's causing it? What what if this was not a hurdle that I had to jump in? And what if this was easy? And, you know, and I start going into those possibilities. And what if there was nothing wrong with experiencing resistance, right? Like There's lots of times we resist the resistance. It's like, I can't be feeling resistance, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's part of the process. It is. And there's always something to learn from it. Yeah. There's always something to learn from it. That's what probably the biggest lesson of my life is that everything that happens in to me, around me, is for me, even when it's icky, because I learn so much. I become wiser. I become, my, I get greater perspective. You know, it's, it's so I've, I have learned to go, oh, I'm resisting. Hmm, wonder what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it's saying that's not for you. This isn't for you. And, you know, not, I wouldn't say shutting the door, but kind of closing the gate. So then you look, oh, there's a whole, oh, I didn't notice that other path was there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, sometimes that's what it is. What's in this for me is this is not the right way to move. You know, you're, you're moving this way out of fear or out of trepidation or look back there. Isn't that cool? That's really nice over there. Doesn't it look pretty? (laughs) Kind of non-direction too. Yeah. So there's always a a point to it. It's, it's just, sometimes it's just, I gotta, I gotta overcome my own, you know, innate fears that are not founded in reality. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That living in the future that. And that's um, the place where you're looking for the, how is it really possible? Yeah. Right. Right. Like it, it could really happen. Yeah. What do we see? Right. Yeah. There was a, a movie years ago, Angels in the Outfield. It came out when my, it was about this like, you know, kids. I, I can't remember all of it, but there was a couple of like foster kids and they, they found somebody who ended up taking them to the baseball park all the time. And one of them saw angels and, and he'd see the angels out in the outfield and he'd say, that's going to happen because he, you know, know it. But what the kid said constantly is it could happen. Yeah. <laughs> like this is going to be a home run and somebody would go no it's not that night it never does a home run and you go it could happen and then it would happen you know so it's just it's weird the things that pop into my head at times <laughs> well and it's this possibility again it's that emotion of possibility it doesn't have to be a super joyful blissful emotion it's just kind of just the other side of neutral and when you were describing earlier about noticing your emotion and sort of encouraging the emotions that you want to feel one of the things that I've noticed is that sometimes when we're wanting to manifest something, we think that the emotion is going to be like the sweeping soundtrack of a movie. And sometimes it's just, you know, like it's not, it's, it's not the sweeping soundtrack. It's just like, it's that little, you know, earworm that plays in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. Every, every morning I get a new one. That's one of the... That's I call that my voice box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes that's good enough. Like we yeah. don't, we don't have to have just these giant emotions. That- no, and, and that's a really good point because one of the things that's a joy of be of experiencing different levels of emotion is that you notice them when they're different. If we yes. were always up here at, yeah. we would never know that that was special. 
you know? Yeah. So there's yeah. this contrast in emotions that we get to experience. And we all do that all through the day, you know, and, and, and go have ups and downs and stuff. But so that's, that's a really good point is that emotion doesn't have to be a big, you know, big celebration. Yeah. It yeah. can be just a simple, wow, that was really nice. And that's where the possibility or the what if, it makes it easier for people to get to because then they're not trying to go from, you know, here in the basement to, you know, the 10th floor is you just, just got to get to the ground floor. Yeah. 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 Or even just get on the staircase. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just take that first step and then the rest of them get easier. So, all right. Well, this is this is. I love this conversation. <laughs> What's fun is we never know where it's going to go. Yeah. We never do. We never do. And I, yeah, like you said, like I said, I get all these wild things that come into my head <laughs> you know, at times. So let's, I think that, that we've kind of come to the end of that for now, at least. Mm-hmm. So I've been asking everybody this season if they have a, a must read book that you'd like to recommend. Yeah. So is there only one? No, can I tell you, you can. Okay. I, I have my pen and paper here. I can take as many books as you want to share. Okay. I love books. So there's a couple of books that I really like. One of the ones I've had for quite a while, and it's called Playing Big by Tara Moore. She has a wonderful book. She's a coach and a wonderful program where she teaches specifically women and and very often women in academia, how to play bigger. So it's everything from learning how to deal with self-doubt and getting in touch with your inner guidance and your inner mentor, learning how to speak kinder to yourself, understanding sort of what your, like what your avocation would be from a timeless standpoint. And that was really an interesting thing. So I really highly recommend her book. There's another that I really enjoyed as well. And it's by a guy by the name of Benjamin Hardy, Dr. Benjamin Hardy. He's a young guy, but it is about being your future self now. And I love that book. It's called Be Your Future Self Now. And it just is super practical about how to spend more time as the future you that you want to be. I refer to that as you 2.0 or you 3.0. And how do you practice being that person so that you become that person more intentionally and more quickly? So that's some of the books that I would recommend. I got a whole list, but I think that's probably enough. We start there. <laughs> yeah. I, I have, I've been asking this question for, well, it's, I don't know. I've done probably 20 podcast interviews in the last two months. And Every time it's like, oh, I got to read that one. Oh, I got to read that one. I have the yeah. most amazing reading list set up for 2023. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I love it. What so, you should do is a book club so that we can all like a virtual book club, right? Yeah. Ooh, there's a good idea. Yeah. Ooh, wouldn't okay. that be fun? I got my goosebumps there. That's, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I'm just jotting down that inspiration. <laughs> Very good. Oh, I love that. Yeah. We, could, we really could else. do a, a book club. Where can people find you? Ah, so people can find me at my podcast. That's the easiest way. She coaches coaches or my website, which is stepintosuccessnow.com. And I have a free gift for coaches specifically. 
The easiest way to get it is with this fancy domain that I have called <laughs> candiesfreegift.com. Okay. Right now, it is something that I call the ultimate guide to becoming a life coach, but it will very soon be replaced with a video training series of the steps, the actual steps that a new life coach would need to take nice. to start. All right. See, this is just like we're just sitting around the house having a, having a nice conversation, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> well, I want to thank you, Candy, for this amazing conversation. I always learn things that I know that I don't know that I know when I'm talking to people. <laughs> it's it's really interesting. And I learned a lot about, yeah, I learned a lot. I hope my, my listeners have too. And I know we've we've spurred some some ideas for you with your clients. So that's good too. So it's a, it's a win all the way around. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a great conversation. We'll do more of this, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. I want to thank the listeners for being here with us today at Curiously Wise Practical Spirituality in Action. I hope you learned something that you can bring into your life and consider the possibilities about. So have a great day and stay curious. Thank you so much for joining us today on Curiously Wise. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future fabulous conversations. And if you had any ahas, please share them in a review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to pay forward the unique wisdom we all have. If you want to know more about me or my intuitive energy healing practice, Heartlight Wellness, please head over to my website, www.heartlightjoy.com. Curiously Wise is a team effort I am grateful for the skill and enthusiasm Arlene Membrot, our producer, and Sam Wittig, our audio engineer, bring to this collaboration. Our music is Where the Light Is by Lemon Music Studio. I'm Lauren Wittig. Please join me again next week for another episode of Curiously Wise. From my heart to yours, may your life be filled with love, light, joy, and of course, curiosity.